Welcome to the Money and Meaning Show. I'm your host, Kenei Quarter, National Certified Counselor and the world's number one clinical financial hypnotherapist. Each week, I'll share with you the research I'm uncovering as I chronicle the search for meaning over money. My interviews, tips, and resources will help you determine what you need to get the most out of your practice and your life. Because life is about more than money. It's about meaning. So let's get into today's show. Welcome, my prosperous. It's time for another Q&A with Kene. And I want to focus a little bit on mental health. But I also just want to answer the questions I got, and I don't know if they actually do focus on mental health, but since this is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we're closing it out, this is the last episode in Mental Health Awareness Month, I wanted to make sure I gave you a little bit more clarity on how to improve your mental health. So I have two questions to answer for you. Let's see which one will I talk about first. Well, in episode 141, I did say that I would talk more about or go deeper into law of attraction. And I find that law of attraction, people believe that it's about thinking. And thinking is very mental health related because thinking is usually what gets us in trouble mentally. We'll think and think and think some more and then whether we are trying to make a decision and we go deeper into thought, thinking that if we just keep thinking that we'll be thinking that if we just keep thinking that eventually we'll come to an answer. It is just not true. Like the only answer the brain is really going to give you is a survival answer. When you go into that thinking, thinking, thinking rabbit hole kind of mode. You really have to get into that clear, what we call calm, optimal brain state. And when you are agitated or irritated or fearful or doubtful or any of those negative vibration words, when you're feeling that, you're not in calm, optimal brain state. So when it comes to law of attraction or allowing is the word that we use, when it comes to allowing, allowing is very tough because of our mental health. The mental health capacity or condition that you are in is what is going to get in the way of allowing. Now, there's a saying in, I think Deepak Chopra says it in his book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, and that is the path of least resistance. And you've probably heard that many times before. The path of least resistance still says that there is resistance. And so what we're really looking for is the path of most allowance. Yeah. And in the Control the Controllable series, we talk a lot about allowing or surrendering. That's not a word that people like very much because it it makes them feel like they don't have power when they surrender. But you do have power when you surrender because that was the decision that you made. It was a choice. And surrendering is a a choice. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you lose your power. It means that you used your power in making that decision to surrender. And sometimes what you're resisting, when you surrender to it, you're actually so very happy that you did. You ever like 
wanted something so bad that you just thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And you really thought about the fact that you didn't have it a lot. And you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have it. 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 And you just kept, 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 kept thinking about that, right? Over and over and over again. And you wouldn't stop. And the moment you stopped and was like, you know what? Forget it. I don't even want it. And then bam, it came into your life because you allowed it. You finally got out of the way. You finally stopped resisting. You finally stopped thinking about the thing you didn't have. And you said, you know what? Forget it. And by taking the focus off of not having it, you allowed it to come into your life. Now, you may be saying, Kenei, that sounds confusing. I agree. It does. But just because it sounds confusing doesn't mean you shouldn't try it right? So if you can recall a time when you finally let go and then things started to happen, if you can, and you might not even have to know exactly what it was and remember the details, but just kind of sense, yeah, I kind of remember something like that happening to me in my life. If that has happened to you, then I just want you to acknowledge that. So that's awareness. We talk about that. That's number one. That's number one in the control of the controllable. And number two is acceptance. So you got the awareness and I accept that it's me pushing it away. You got to accept that. And if you don't accept that, then you'll continue to resist and you'll continue to not get it. Or you'll get it in bits and pieces and it won't feel as good. Like say, for instance, you said you want to be a millionaire, right? Well. Even somebody who like drives a bus for a living making, let's just say $20 an hour. I don't know how much bus drivers make, but let's say $20 an hour. If you count up their income over their lifetime, it's probably going to add up to over a million dollars. So they did, if you say, I want to make a million dollars, they did make a million dollars. They did, but they piecemealed it together. They like, you know, little, little bits, little bits here and there, because they probably were focused on what they didn't have. I can't pay this bill and I can't pay that bill. And I don't have enough of this and I don't have enough here. And I got to take up from over here to pay over here. And those are the thoughts that go through every single day. Now that's a struggle. It's a struggle not to think of those things. But my point is. If whatever it is, whether it's a million dollars, whether it's love, whether it's good health, you can piecemeal it together so that the universe is still honoring and giving you what you ask for. But the stronger your negative emotion is, the more resistance you're putting up. So that is the allowance part of law of attraction. And what it really is, I want to get down into this, is not about the thought. It is about the feeling. So even if you're thinking, I have to pay my rent. Now, some people say change the language to I get to pay my rent. But your brain will call BS on that if you don't really feel that anyway. So you can use that language. But really what's important is the feeling. And sometimes when you say have to, it feels like, again, you don't have power. And so it might create a negative feeling inside of you, which is why some people change it to, I get to, because get, oh, I get to 
you know, do this thing usually creates a more positive. But however, if your brain doesn't believe it, you're going to call, your brain's going to call BS on it and you're going to feel negative about it. So what if you could change the language to something like, wouldn't it be wonderful to have enough money to pay my rent? Wouldn't it be wonderful to have enough money to pay my rent? And I don't care if you're talking about your $10,000 um, office that you have or your $1,000 studio apartment, whatever that is for you. Wouldn't it be wonderful if I could pay my rent? Because it would be wonderful and your brain is not going to call BS on that because it's like it's going to say, yeah, and that could spark a good feeling inside of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another way that you could say it is, I am so grateful when I pay my rent. So grateful when I pay my rent. And in that moment, you usually are, right? You're like, oh, I got the money together. This freaking $10,000 office is oh, heavy. But when you get the money together, you're like, yes. Or make payroll. And I'm using these examples about like hardship. And I know most of us are paying our rent and we are paying our lights and gas and none of that is a, is a thing. But that's just, I'm catastrophizing so that I can help you see how you do it in your life. But let's just say make payroll. So I have a friend that has a $100,000 payroll that at times he doesn't always make or he gets like really close to payroll time and he's like, oh gosh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And that have every two weeks, this $100,000 that you need to come up with be hanging over your head. He feels like it's like under pressure all the time. So like every day of his life, he is just focused on, do, do I have enough to pay, make payroll? Do I have enough to make payroll? He could shift that to, I have enough. I always make payroll. I usually make payroll. Right, because he usually does. Now he has convinced himself that he usually does make payroll because he stays under pressure. But it's just not true. If he didn't pressure himself, he could still make that payroll. But he's told himself a story and he believes the story that in order for him to make payroll each each pay period, he has to be stressed and you know, work, 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 work. And always have it top of mind and can't go to sleep because he's thinking about it and wake up thinking about it. He's responsible. He'll get it done. What he could be focusing on is supporting his employees to see what they need in order for, because it's a sales, um, a good portion of it is a sales force. I mean, some people are lab people, but for the most part, it's the sales force. So he could focus on supporting his employees, making them feel good, which would make him feel good, which would make the money come in. Mm -hmm. That's the allowance. But it's about what you focus on and what you focus on expands in your life. And so focus on the feeling. You could just trade the feeling. Yep. And so what I do to help my patients and clients and members and students and all of you, the reason why I say that a lot is because based on where you are and with me, right, the way we work together is going to be determined by your, the title that you're given here. But bottom line, you're a prospero. That's all that matters. Maybe I should just start saying that. 
that would be a lot simpler. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. Thanks for pointing that out. All right, you got it, Prosperos. So what I do for my Prosperos is I have them turn down the volume on the negative thoughts. Like really, like a, and, and for those of you who are younger and you might not remember that there were knobs on TVs and radios. <laughs> Maybe you still have one in your car, but there used to be these things. My grandfather used to have a Wi-Fi, a hi-fi. Hi-Fi, do you guys remember those? So my grandfather had a hi-fi and it had this big old knob and, you know, that was like the volume knob. And so I picture that knob and I'm picturing it for you turning it down. And maybe it's on 10 and then it goes to nine, and then eight, and seven, and six, five, all the way down, even further, four, three, two, and one. Turn the volume down on those negative thoughts as you turn the volume up on the positive feeling, the vibration that you want. And maybe you give it a name. Maybe it's peace. Maybe it's joy. Maybe it's gratitude. Maybe it's proud. Whatever it is, give it a name. Flow. So let's turn the volume up on that. Maybe it's at zero. Maybe you don't feel it at all. And then you turn it to one. You feel it a little bit more. And then two. And three. Going up. Four. Five. Turn it up even more. Even more. And six. Seven. Eight. Turn it all the way up. Nine. Ten. Full blast of joy. Full blast of flow. A full blast of pride inside of you. And then you can just push it out of your body so that if somebody was standing next to you, they could feel it. Then you can push it even further, further, until you just push it all the way out into the universe and gather more of it from the universe and then pull it back into your body. You can just imagine all of this. You can give it a color, you know, you can make it a wave, a vibration, kind of make it like a big central sunshine, like whatever you want. Electricity, but visualize it. And that's how you'll get that feeling. So that's all I will talk about when it comes to allowance. If you have more questions on the law of attraction, I love answering law of attraction and metaphysical questions. So please send them over. This next question I have wasn't very clear, but it was about taxes and Really, it sounded like anxiety around taxes. So if you have anxiety around taxes and, you know, tax season was extended this year and still people felt anxiety around taxes, even with the extension. I had one particular Prospero who um, was ready, like had all the stuff done, but just didn't go and submit the payment and and the payment was lower this year than it usually was because the because of you know all the concessions that were made this year so instead of just go ahead and paying the payment and getting it off the books and getting it off the mind the prospero said they would wait until may 17th and i was thinking why <sighs> 
because that's just going to stress you out more. It's still going to be on your mind. And so I just made a slight suggestion and I was like, so what I hear you saying is that you've checked it a couple of times. You see that it's the number's right. So you know the number you need to pay. You have the money, but you're just waiting. Money doesn't change you. It makes you more of who you are. So who are you? I can help you answer that. Did you know that financial hypnotherapy can help you discover yourself? It's true. And what it does, even better than help you discover yourself, is to discover where you've been. Your money story. You know how in our IT formula, we say identify who you are, set an intention for who you want to be, and then tame your brain to get you on the path to prosperity. Well, in order to get where you're going, you really do have to know where you're starting. And that's why I created the Life of Meaning Assessment to help you determine where you are, identify. And this is important because you'll never get where you're going if you don't know where you're starting. So many of us are going through life feeling burnout, stressed, financially overwhelmed. And you know that money is the number one cause of stress, whether you have it or not. And that's what's overwhelming us. But we can change that. And it starts with identifying. So take the life of meaning assessment. Go to presidentiallifestyle.com slash clarity because whatever it is that's stressing you out and keeping you up at night is also keeping you stuck keeping you away from your idea of prosperity blocking you from a life full of meaning and money so find out how close or far you are from finding your idea of prosperity Go to presidentiallifestyle.com slash clarity. You'll be so glad you did. And of course, the link is in the show notes. So continue listening and take the assessment right after you're done with this episode. And the waiting is bringing you anxiety. So I think the simple answer is to just pay the taxes. Just get them out of your way so you can go and focus on greater things. And they agreed and they did pay it a little bit early. I don't think they paid it too early, but at least they got a few days of stress lifted off of them. Because some of us are comfortable with our stress. You know how they say you need to get comfortable being uncomfortable? I really don't like that saying because it's not true. You shouldn't be comfortable feeling uncomfortable. Don't do that. Because I know plenty of uncomfortable, mm, let's just say people who aren't living their dreams, right? They're, They're thinking about their dreams and they are uncomfortable because they're not living up to them. They're not living up to their full potential. And they are getting comfortable (laughs) being uncomfortable. They're like, oh, this is uncomfortable. You know, your health, your health, when you have bad health, it makes you uncomfortable, but you get comfortable being uncomfortable. 
Like, you know, you've heard me maybe probably, I think you might have heard me say I can't eat French fries anymore. And so it's one of my favorite food groups. I mean, I love potatoes. Like to me, they are a a food group in and of themselves. And I can have them in so many different ways. But French fries are my favorite way to have potatoes. But it appears that my body has decided that, no, we don't do that anymore. And we probably shouldn't have done it before. It probably is now just like getting really loud. And I listen to my body. I could just be comfortable being uncomfortable at eating the french fries because boy, I have some favorite places and they are good. And yeah, let me not even start because <laughs> then I'm going to get started craving them. But I don't want to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And another thing, people think that what they're saying is get out of your comfort zone. No, just change what makes you comfortable. Stay in your comfort zone. That's how you get to the allowance. That's how you get to the great feelings. Find your comfort zone. Just You're going to just keep changing the comfort zone. So don't necessarily get out of your comfort zone. Just shift or add to what makes you comfortable. Because you should be comfortable. You shouldn't be uncomfortable. It's, that's American. At least to me, that's what it sounds like. It just sounds very American where Americans are all about their suffering. I mean, we love to suffer or at least tell our suffering stories, but that's a mental health thing. Yeah, your mental health is suffering because you are impressed by suffering. Let that go. There's absolutely no reason for you to suffer. No reason at all. I cannot think of one. That is not even the way the universe is set up. So why would you? The very, very, very best thing that you can do for yourself and the whole world is to be happy. Like suffering is just not, it's not needed. Sacrifice maybe. Yeah, you might need to sacrifice sometimes. But suffering, mm -mm. it's not a thing. It's not the way the universe is made up. And I know that some religions tell you that suffering is a thing. And and maybe like, you know, when you're thinking about fasting, um, but though fasting is a sacrifice, it's not suffering. The only reason you probably see sacrifice as suffering is you've assimilated, you know, you're too American and, and we've got let our greed and stuff get in the way, but Fasting is a sacrifice. It is not suffering. So just think of it that way. There's absolutely no reason for you to suffer. So if ever you feel yourself suffering, don't get comfortable with that. Shift. Yeah, shift. Thank you. Let's see. I think I have one more. I said I was going to do two. And where are we? Oh, we're right at the 20 minute mark. And I, well, like 22 minutes, and I could just wrap it up right here and be very consistent. (laughs) However, I'm going to go one more. And then I'm going to try to make this like 30 minutes. Okay. Got me. You you ready? So this this is a real question that I received in session, not by like email or anything like that. So the question or the statement was sometimes I feel like I'm hoarding money when I'm just saving it and I don't know what it's for. 
And I don't want to do that. Like, especially this person who talked about this, they had just gone through a big like decluttering for the last couple of months. And so they're like, well, if you're just holding on to money, like say you have like that jar of money, that's kind of clutter. It is. So what I explained was that you want to give or set a target for your money. Make the money useful. So even if it is that jar of change that you have in your closet, you give it a use. You say, oh, this change is here for whenever my grandchildren come over. Or this change is here for when, I don't know, um, whenever I need to run to the store, I'll just grab money here and go buy a drink or whatever it is. I don't know if that happens anymore. I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. When I was a kid, we used to go to the store all the time and just buy like one or two things. And Jason used to do that when we first got together. He'd just like go to CVS and get something to drink. And I was like, why don't you just go to the grocery store and get like a whole gallon since you're going to drink anyway? But so we don't do that anymore. But you know what I'm saying? So give the money a target. Give it a job. And that'll help you stop thinking about it like that. If you, you have a savings account, let's talk about that. Mentally, for your mental health, you need to have some money that you can get your hands on easy peasy, like not a lot of work. You don't have to sell any stocks or you don't have to you know, transfer it for three days and none of that. You just need money that's easy to get to. Now, that money you might have in your safe. I don't know. And, and you could do that. Um, or you might have it in a savings account. And I know your savings account are getting barely like barely a half a percent or whatever so but that money is just for your peace of mind your mental health so put that money I like to keep a certain amount in my checking account so I see that is there and then a certain amount in my savings account and then the rest in the investment accounts but all the money has to have a goal a target and so if you say oh this money in my checking account this is just my, this is my zero, right? So you might have 5,000 as your, that should always be your available balance, right? Some people will allow it to get down to zero, but mentally that is tough. You don't want to see your account get down to zero. So sometimes having your account at just like, let's just, I'm just throwing out a number. You can, your, your number could be 10,000, whatever your number is. So I think um, the way that you could collect that number or decide on that number is at least your expenses. So if whether this is your business account or your personal account, if you know you pay $12,000 a month in in expenses, then at least have that $12,000 in your checking account at all times. So no matter what, you're not falling behind $12,000. If you do fall behind $12,000, you know to add to that. And then go to your savings account and maybe you have another $12,000 there because now you have two months of expensive anything happens you always have that and then your investment accounts because you can give each investment account a goal so you can say and maybe you have a an investment account that's for vacations and that, so that's not going to be tied up very heavily you should be able to turn that back into cash pretty easily and maybe you have some um maybe you're accumulating wealth for a, another reason maybe you're buying a house like this person was because sometimes people just have a wealth accumulation and it's just growing and growing and growing and they don't know why and i've had people who have hundreds of thousands and even millions in 
accumulations accounts, but not really have a goal for that money. Well, you could can consider that your legacy money. So your retirement money is for you to retire and that's yours. But maybe you have this legacy account that you're building and you're like, I'm building this money up. I might use some of it, but I would love to just pass this account on to my children and make it a trust fund for them or my grandchildren and start this generational wealth if you don't already have it. Now, a lot of people that I work with is have new money and that's why they have the imposter syndrome because maybe they grew up and they were the poor kid and now they're not anymore. They have money. And you hear people talk about that in their stories. Like, you know, they had nothing growing up and now they have hundreds of millions of dollars. And sometimes that feeling is still inside of you. It hasn't gone anywhere. Or people lose weight, but they still look in the mirror and they see themselves as the fat kid. Yeah. So my answer to that question is to make your money useful. But I have a couple more I want to add to that. You could have, so, okay, let me see how I can break this down without giving out too much of the person's information. So the person had money in just like a saving, 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 saving it up. But one of the things I told them that they could do also was break the money up. Like sometimes our fun, we don't really even have an account for that. So what if you had a fun account? And you know, at the end of the month, you get to spend this whole, all this money on fun. That's useful. And that's purposeful. You need your fun. Or what if you had a gift account? Where, because you know, there are going to be birthdays and graduations and holidays. And just because sometimes. I prefer just because gifts. I'm not a big holiday person. I do birthdays. But not the other ones. You're not going to tell me when to tell my mom I love her. Always. That's how. I'm always wanting to do something nice for her. So gift account is another way. And that way you're like always able to give and it doesn't turn off. But you, of course, you have to set that number. And for some people, it might be $1,000 a month. For other people, it might be $100,000 a month. I have a friend, his bills are $100,000 a month and and his gift account is probably about 10000 of that. But he is such a giver, very, 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 very generous person. If you ask him, he's going to find a way to get, like help you get it. So whatever it is for you, you know, you don't have to use that example. You could make millions of dollars and the $1,000 still be the amount you want to gift. It's totally up to you. Now, people might judge you on that, but you have to decide if that's okay for you because you may have a whole bunch of other targets that you're trying to hit and gifting is just not the priority right now. And that's okay. And just because I said this person is generous doesn't mean that's your idea of prosperity. That's his idea of prosperity, generosity. Your idea of prosperity might mean future savings. Whatever it is, that's okay. So each account has its own target. Like a sniper, it's going to keep filling up in order to hit that target. And it's going to correct and correct and correct along the way. If we find out the price of that thing changes, then we have to change the target. You're saving for a house and you said you wanted a $2 million house. And then you find out when you look at your dreams again and you're like, whoa, 
this is more like a $3 million house that I want. Or as the market shifts, you see you're going to need more. So you change your target. So that is all really. Those are our three questions for today. I hit my 30 minute mark and I'm pretty proud of myself. Uh, so I won't take any more time. Not even celebrating. I'll celebrate off, off camera, off line. But what I do want to say to you is this. There's so many ways for you to get to your targets, for you to relieve your, relieve your mental stress, your feelings of imposter syndrome, your guilt, your greed, your burnout. Just explore and stop judging yourself because that judgment is just weighing on your mental health even more. So first you're stressed and then you judge yourself for being stressed. I know better than this. I shouldn't be this way. It's okay. Let go of the judgment. You haven't already. Take the control of the controllable. It'll help. And I'll see you next week. You promise? All right, good. Because we're going to talk about the millionaire within her. And then after that, we're going to talk about... There's a presidential update coming up. I want to do this U formula that I've been kind of putting off. It's an oldie but goodie, but it always opens eyes. And it's 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 a lesson. So get ready for some work. But yeah, I'm going to talk to my, my father's the good man out there in June. I really want to talk to the good man out there because I think men have had such a bad rap the last couple of years. And I really want to talk to the good men out there who are thinking, what is, why is the world against me? Like, I'm a good guy. I know you are. We're going to talk about that. We should have talked about that in Mental Health Awareness Month, huh? Well, no worries. We'll get to it. All right. I'll see you next week and next month. Uh, same place. All right, my prosperos. Have a prosperous day. Hey there. I know you want to become a prosperity pro. And one of the ways to do that is to take our bunny mentality quiz. Now at Presidential Lifestyle, we call your money personality, your money mentality. And we've learned that your money mentality is your money reality, whether you deserve it or not. Now in my years of clinical practice, I found there are seven money mentality types. Do you know your money mentality? Well, you should because not knowing it could be holding you back from getting to your next level financially. Maybe you're a spender or a saver, or you could be an enthusiast or a hero. Now, I know you may not have heard of the last two, but if you take the quiz, you'll find out your money mentality. It's easy, fun, and only takes three minutes because you already know all the answers. Take the money mentality quiz. It'll help you name your money personality so you can tame your thoughts, feelings, and actions around money. So go ahead take the quiz. The link is in the show notes and you might even want to share it with a friend. Thanks for listening all the way to the end, my prosperity pro. I want to stay connected with you. Here are four ways. Pick the one that works best for you if you want to stay connected with me. One, if you have any questions, I'd love to answer them. Send them to podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. I'd love it if you would make a one or two minute audio message and attach it to an email. 
That'd be the easiest way for me to get it. Ask me anything about creating a life of meaning over money, and I'll get you an answer. Remember, the email address is podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. Two, subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends because you guys might want to have a discussion about it, especially if they're a CEO who wants to shift from the old American dream to a life of meaning. Three, we try not to have any sponsors on this show unless they are truly in line with our values. I mean, really a good fit. So that means we fund this podcast ourselves. I'd like you to take a look at our resource page to see if there's any products or services that we recommend that are right for you. If not, no worries, maybe later. If so, please use our affiliate link to purchase. Thank you in advance for doing that. You are such an amazing person. Okay, four and last. If you want to know what's happening over here at Presidential Lifestyle and you want us to email you the update, then go to presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now. And you'll see the current updated blog for the week, but you'll also see a link to subscribe to that blog. We can email it to you if you like. That's presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now. Don't worry. You don't have to remember that link or any links. They're all in the show notes. Oh, and I forgot to say, if you're enjoying this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review and tell us how much you're enjoying it. And now for the legalese. This podcast is not to replace professional counsel. The best advice is from a professional who knows you and your specific situation. The topics discussed in this podcast are general in nature and for informational or entertainment purposes only. We encourage you to meet with a professional that you can discuss your specific situation with. Whether you choose us or someone else, one-on-one counsel is important, whether it's a financial, therapeutic, legal, or other decision. So that's all for now. I'll see you next episode. And remember, you can have wealth in all of its forms. Believe it, and you'll soon see it.